When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Slings it across for Wilson, the first receiver. Now Morgan gets thumped again. Now it's away for Rayasi. Rayasi, little bit of space, decides to go and down and gets there. Of the scrum now delivers to Roygaard. Goes wide. Lovely pass. And a hat trick for Josh Morby. And the Hurricanes on fire. Hurricanes on fire, all right. Yesterday, as we're uh, a number of sides uh, from New Zealand over the weekend, <coughs> including the Blues with uh, a 71 28 mauling of the Rebels. Yes, the Hurricanes 67 uh, 5 over the Drua and the Crusaders 53 15 over the force, so pretty one-sided affairs all in uh, our team's favour and uh, watching it I'm sure with interest uh, of course former All Black and uh, Sky commentator, host etc, Jeff Wilson, uh, Jeff welcome to the show this morning, thanks for your time Morning Smitty, we didn't get it all our own way, we didn't get it all no, our own way, we, didn't. we had some dominant performances um, you know and so you know, I think it's it's easy to look at the, at the big score lines, but, but in the end, I think the the real contenders on the weekend probably put their hand up. And like you just said, like the Blues, you know, they they played their best side other than Bowden Barrett, um, and uh, the Hurricanes were dominant against the Drua. And look, I think we found out, you know, um, how good the Brumbies really are. We did. Uh, we, we'll get. Uh, I'd like to get to the Brumbies very shortly because uh, I, I was at that game and I, I watched uh, with interest because. They're pretty damn cool, all right. They've got a great uh, coaching setup, and uh, they implement plans nicely. The Blues, though, yeah, as you say, are very, very dominant, kicked into gear, and when they're in that kind of mood, it seems they are exuding confidence and playing against <coughs> a side like the Rebels and demolishing them. What impressed you about that? Well, the fact that after four minutes they were down fourteen to nothing, and mm. it could have been quite easy for them to have then sort of almost gone into their shells. But I think they clearly went into into the game with an, a game plan of of wanting to play to use the skills and abilities they had across the park. They've been pretty reserved up until now. They've been pretty, I wouldn't say negative, but I, I, they've been reluctant to play too much rugby in their own half. All of a sudden, in some ways, when they got behind, they were forced to play. And so they started chasing some points. And when they started to chase, we saw their skill sets come out and I think this, it was a mirage for the Rebels, really. You know, um, they were completely outclassed. Uh, the speed and skill the Blues showed, and when they got them under pressure, they just didn't, they just didn't show up, um, the Rebels, defensively. And, uh, they scored 28 points, but to concede 71 tells you that, uh, I think at half-time, they'd missed only 15 tackles, but they conceded seven tries. So they just, 
they weren't in the contest once the Blues got going. So it was a, it was a really really good game for the Blues to. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't put too much stock in the fact they um, they've improved because of it. But in saying that, it, it it shows them that they've got some weapons that they can use. Finally, uh, the Highlanders get some reward for uh, a really um, frustrating season. I think it's the, is the best word for it, Jeff. But that was a really good performance to hold on against the Reds. And I've put a, a big circle around the name Falau Fokatava off the bench there. Uh, that was uh, some injection. You find, you find a way to get some of these Hawks players, Hawks Bay's players, always into the conversation, and deservedly so in this case. Um, the work had sort of been done in some ways, but they needed someone to come and finish it off. And this is what he did two years ago for the Highlanders um, on a number of occasions. And it was just really nice to see for Falau, given the fact that the challenges he's been through, it was a major injury that he suffered. And, and this was sort of building on the glimpses we'd seen already this year. It was just the opportunity for him to shine. And, and um, you know, I think for now for the Highlanders, that was their big game, really, to, to give themselves an opportunity to to fight their way into the eighth spot, maybe maybe even chase the seventh spot in the playoffs, but now they're in the playoff picture, and, and it was a really good performance. I, I'd, I'd give you another name, though, I thought that was really, really impressive, and that was Billy Harmon. You know, I, I thought, um, you know, last year he was really, really good. He's just been, only just come back into the frame after an injury as well, and, you know, he played a big, big shift of 80 minutes, and he was everywhere, and, you know, it gives them a little bit of depth at that... Um, loose forward position. They played the two open sides with Lynchies and, and uh, Mika'ali Tu'u um, has really stepped up his game. He has shown that he is a class number eight and I, I think he's a player that we're going to keep a real close eye on because he's making some uh, a really big push at the back end of this um, campaign if he can stay healthy. So I think that loose forward trio is, trio is going to give you know the Australian teams for the rest of the comp some real trouble. After 20-something minutes or 25 minutes, Moana Pacifica up 17-0 over the Waratahs without Michael Hooper. And I thought, here we go. Um, and then they couldn't hold on. Simple as that. Well, they just couldn't. They could, it wasn't even holding on, I think, in some ways. It was just taking one or two more opportunities to, to sort of to take the game away from the Waratahs. And this is probably a good sign for the Waratahs that they hung in, they hung in. And then when they got opportunities to score, they took them, whereas the Moana team will be ruining the last few moments of the game where, you know, they had perfect field position. They had the Waratahs stretched and all um, managed in shapes and form. And the Moana Pacifica team had, has been here on a number of occasions and just not quite able to, to deliver that killer punch. And that's exactly the same situation the Drua have faced in a number of games this year. And this is a are learning. We talk about learning, they'll learn this, but they'll be bitterly disappointed because that game was there for the taking. You're right. They, they got in control early and, you know, um, and this is probably credit the Waratahs, though. They they recognised they needed to, to turn it around and without Hooper they managed to put on and, and, and get the, the points they, they desperately needed in terms of giving them some confidence um, going going into the playoffs as well. So I that was big for the Waratahs and probably for Moana. That sort of closed the door on their aspirations. Um, they've still got a game to make up against the force. That could present them another opportunity. But um, I think for them, um, you know, a, a missed chance on the weekend at Mount Smart. Yeah, I, I totally, totally concur with that. Uh, I also agree that the Brumbies 
uh, looked the real deal, uh, trying to find fault in their performance. was pretty hard at the weekend. The Chiefs were gallant, gallant, 38-28 in the end. But I think um, in the end, the, for all their bravery, the Chiefs perhaps just lacking in a couple of areas that the Brumbies were very, very good in. Yeah, I really... I really did think that the, the Chiefs were going to get up on this one, but this, you know, and so I was surprised by the Brumbies. I just thought the Chiefs at home would, would be able to put enough pressure on them up front. You know, that was a really, it was a really strong forward pack. But, I, you know, this, I think there's 15 Wallabies in this Brumbies squad that played on the weekend. Um, and that's that's something, you know, we, I, I suppose we haven't seen um, through the course of this competition for a while so many in one place, and they looked as though they're united, they have got momentum. They're playing good rugby. Three New Zealand scalps in a row. The Brumbies in Hamilton uh, beating the Chiefs in Hamilton. I mean, I think that's a you know, that's a huge confidence builder for them. But they're playing really, really well. And the quotes, outstanding, outstanding halfback. Really, really is. He is just a, a competitor. Um, creates uh, for a side. He's the perfect. He's the perfect halfback way that they want to play. Um, their Ford pack is. is I re- I'm really impressed by them, and, and um, you know this was a this is a tough one for the Chiefs. Uh, it really, really was. They do welcome back some guys though. Um, in the next few weeks, couple of weeks, I'm hearing Brad Weber not too far away. Um, Brady Retallick a couple of weeks away. They'll 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 certainly certainly help um, uh, for them going forward. You can tell they're sort of missing. They are missing Anton Leonard Brown. Um, you know, in that midfield, and and Joshuani as well is to return. So that may give them a lift. And they're not going to see Antoinette Brown, of course, for the rest of the season. But those other three guys might just give them a lift in terms of some of their accuracies on attack. But they got beaten by, you know, um, you know, arguably, um, you know, the, one the top team in the competition beside the Blues. Those two are the teams at the moment who have got the form on the board. Where do you rate, if you rate, rate uh, Michaeli Tu'u, Marino Michaeli Tu'u's season and, and keep an eye on him, where do you rate Peter Gus Soakula then? Um, look, he, he, he was barnstorming for the first six, seven, six weeks, I'd say. And since then, he probably has been good, but not as strong as he had been. But I don't think you can argue his work rate. You can't um, argue um, certainly his effort, his willingness to get his hands on the ball. I think in some ways, they may be overplaying him just a little bit now. He's sort of... It, it, he's carrying all the time for them. Maybe they just need maybe just to to switch it up a little bit to be able to create him some space again. I think it's it's almost like they're looking for him all the time now. But between him and Michaeli too, we're seeing a couple of pure number eights. You know, I don't think there's any discussion about where they're going to play in the loose forward trio. I know um, Michaeli too can play six, but I really like the way he's playing at number eight. So between those two, I think we've got a real good competition. And remembering now we're going to see as you get closer and closer to the playoffs. And when you get to the playoffs, that's when I really think a player's stock can go up, mm. you know, and when the pressure really comes on. So that's why we keep an eye on these guys. And But the body of work from both players through the tournament, really good. When you talk about the playoffs, Jeff, you're, you're always talking, of course, about the Crusaders. 53-15 over the force. Uh, was that enough to suggest they are back? Uh, no, not for me. Um, uh, and and when I say they're not back is because you know I think they're still searching for better starts in games, um, playing with better confidence earlier on. Look, the force on the at the end, the scoreboard blew out. It, it, it went away from the last 25 minutes. 
Um, but I think the Crusaders would like to be the, the team imposing their will in the first 15 or 20 minutes of games. I think they're still allowing some teams to, to, to come at them. And the deeper you get and the tougher the games, you just don't want to have to be chasing on the scoreboard. So that would be my, my one concern right now. Good signs, though, that they could put this performance on the board. But, but it certainly hasn't been an easy few weeks for them. And, and uh, they'll be looking forward to, you know, uh, this week finding out exactly where they're at. Because, you know, they've got the Brumbies in Canberra. They're not coming home just yet. So, you know, quite often things are out of their hands right now, Smithy, right? It's out of their hands. It's it's in, in the hands of the um, the Brumbies and the Blues in terms of controlling how it's going to play out um, and where you play deep in these this uh, knockout stages. So they've sort of got to sit there. If they beat the Brumbies, all of a sudden it's a different conversation. But they need that win against the Waratah, uh, loss against the Waratahs is really going to hurt them. Let's look at uh, uh, another game that you were very closely associated with yesterday, which was the drubbing, the 67-5 drubbing of uh, Drew, very very disappointed on the back of, uh, of a Hurricanes rollicking performance, really. And this fellow, Josh Morby, is starting just to be mentioned a little bit more often. How good was he? And I, I read an article saying that, you know, um, New Zealand rugby's having to expose some young players, uh, questioning our depth right now. And I think what we've seen through the course of this season is teams have all had to go to their younger players, players who are just 20, 21 years old, and they've stepped up just fine. And Josh Morby's another one of those players in his early 20s where you're going, you know what? All of a sudden, they can compete. They can go out and, and with their preparation and their conditioning go out and play really, really well. And Look, the Drua weren't there. They didn't show up. Clearly... Um, going home and playing that game um, in front of their fans against the Highlanders had taken quite a bit out of them. I think emotionally, you know, they didn't appear to be um, engaged yesterday. And they, their captain uh, himself in a post-match interview was devastated because he knows not that's not who they are and what they're capable of. I don't read anything into that. But it was nice to see, you know, some debutantes for this Hurricanes team, and, and Morby's played some games, but with another opportunity, he played really, really well. And so, yeah, I think it was, um, you know, it was, he's got some real ability and he's putting some pressure on Jason Holland and his crew. So, you know what, um, could he be a difference maker? And, and how do we incorporate him into the, the 23 going forward? Because when a guy gets on a roll like that, eh, you want to see them play. You want to keep them out there. And oh, I, I loved what I saw. And I had a great chat to him after the game and the post-match show. And he was... Just an a, 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 a articulate young man. So uh, game on for, uh, for a player like him. I can't wait to see more of it. Let's look at uh, this weekend then, and you, you talk about the fact that um, the Drua weren't there. I, I think they will be there next week because uh, their match-up against uh, Moana Pacifica, even though it's not going to have any effect on the table as such or the end-of-season uh, competition results, uh, what we're looking at here is a barometer game for me. Uh, just where they're at, and they must both of these squads will be looking forward to this this uh, this occasion with relish, surely. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, for, for both of these sides, and, and they'll both see it as an opportunity. But it's a it's a landmark occasion when two new teams can play against each other in a competition. Which, you know, I really, you know, I was I had my question marks when it was announced last year about these teams coming in about the future of Super Rugby Pacific and I'm getting more and more encouraged as we get deeper into this competition about where it can get to and 
both of these two sides will, I think, just really enjoy playing against each other. They will throw their unique styles against each other. Um, there, there, there won't be a, a familiarity about it. We know there's going to be a huge fan base there to watch it. So let's uh, let's enjoy and celebrate it. And, and um, I just think there'll be great interest from everybody. And uh, let's just hope we get a, a, a great game because, you know, I, I know both of these teams will be desperate to, to win the first one. It's always nice to win mm. the first one. It'll always go down in history. Um, and, and I think everyone's been impressed by the nature and the way they've dealt with their different challenges um, uh, throughout the course of the, of the first season. Jeff Fogson, thank you very much for your time this morning, making yourself available uh, and that review of this weekend. Yes, I look forward to that match this weekend and the Brumbies Crusaders, I think, be a cracker, eh? Hey, thanks. Yeah, I, I, look, I can't wait. You know, like every weekend from now, there is so much at stake. So this is this is what you sort of you, you look forward to. And I, I can't wait for another a great weekend. Thanks, Billy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.